Still talking about Dame. Is a trade to Miami now unlikely? Talk about that. Plus, Clay Thompson, should he sign an extension with the Golden State Warriors? And everybody loves Nikola Jokic now that he's got a ring. We're going to talk about it all right now on the Locked On NBA Podcast. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On NBA Podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day and we're here for you every day on the Locked On Podcast Network on the Locked On NBA Podcast on Wednesdays. It's us two guys. It's me, John Corrales, host of the Locked On Celtics Podcast. Find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. I'm, I, I missed a day. It's so rare that you, I do that last week. You missed a day. That's my thing. My thing is missing days. You I know. That's the, what I'm saying. It's rare. You know, yeah. Uh, we, you know, but we carried on. We had six man of the year uh, coming. <laughs> Literally Tony <laughs> stepping in whenever you need him. Tony is right there for you, man. He starts so many games out. I, I was going to say, the awards. I was literally about to make that same joke, actually. Uh, today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics to treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at Jace Medical. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Later on, we'll talk about that ESPN survey uh, lots of interesting stuff there. Celtics, my uh, Boston Celtics are heavily represented. So is Nikola Jokic, who is uh, everybody's darling now. Wasn't that case a year ago? We'll talk about that then. Uh, in the second segment, we'll play our real or fake game with Clay Thompson and his extension with the Warriors. But everybody's number one topic right now, as it has been reported, uh, the Portland Trailblazers seem to be uh, using media day as a trade deadline for Damian Lillard. And each day, new outlets have new things. The Miami Herald of all places uh, has uh, a report out here that says one league source who spoke to Portland's front office last week was told by the Trailblazers that a trade that sends Lillard to the heat is unlikely. Also in the Miami Herald, the report that the Heat are not including all of their quote-unquote valuable assets. They list seven, including three first-round picks, Hero, uh, Nikola Jovic, uh, Jaime Jaquez, and Caleb Martin. So that's seven uh, assets. Uh, they're supposedly uh, offering Portland uh, a Hero, couple of picks, and a Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson. They're not even including all of their assets in this pick. So I don't know what to make of, you know, is what's real, what's not, Jake. Let's just start there. How much of this is, I mean, these are Miami Miami Herald reports. This isn't Portland. This isn't coming out of Toronto. This is coming out of Miami. Yeah, look, I believe a lot of this. I believe a lot of this. We know that Miami is his preferred destination. You know, we know he's an amazing player, but he's on the wrong side of 30. There's a lot of money there. If I'm the Miami Heat, like I'm going to negotiate pretty hard here. The deadline to get a deal done isn't today. It might be tomorrow on Thursday that you really kind of need to get something done. You would certainly like to get it done before media day too, just to, if you're Portland, to avoid the distraction. But it's not like you have to offer your best stuff like right now. This often happens, you know, is going to go like this until it actually happens. Go back to... 
the Anthony Davis trade with the Los Angeles Lakers and the New Orleans Pelicans, right? The Los Angeles Lakers offer was like insulting in the beginning where I think it was centered around one first round pick and um, Michael Beasley was included in that for <laughs> Anthony Davis, right? Like, like, you know, get out of here with that sort of thing. And so they shut down talks and then eventually when they kind of needed to get a deal done right before the draft, they did, right? With all of the good stuff included in all of that. So yeah, if I'm Miami, like, I think this is fine. You're not going to get a deal done unless you include all of those. And again, valuable assets is certainly a phrase here and a little bit of spin on <laughs> on some of this stuff. They're assets, certainly, but when you're offering multiple second round picks and stuff like that for Damian Lillard, let's not pretend that this is all that good. So if they don't want Damian Lillard, don't offer all of it. But if you want to get the deal done, Y'all know what to do, and it's kind of as simple as that, unless someone comes in and beats your offer, which, look, there's no nothing wrong with Portland trying to kind of canvas the league and trying to put leverage one team against the other. I am all for Portland's. You, you gotta do, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. They they can say Miami is the preferred destination, but all they need to do is loop another team in there that's an actual threat, and now the leverage changes. I, I guess I don't blame Miami for holding the line on a on a subpar deal, uh, but at some point I, I do think Miami made a misstep. I do think that Miami, and I said this last week, I think Miami missed their opportunity to get. Not that these guys are amazing players, but Kelly Oubre and and Christian Wood, those guys held out for a long time before picking teams to sign with, and the the fact that Miami hasn't gotten the deal done in time to supplement their roster with those kinds of guys. That's a problem. They're going to have to find minimum guys. And and if they have to give their best offer, which would include hero and Jovic and Hakez and Caleb Martin, or three of those other, you know, uh, or two of those other three non-hero con- uh, contracts. If that's what it ha- ends up happening, then the, the heat have to figure out another way to fill those holes that that's a problem that's a problem for them uh but i don't blame i don't blame portland for how they're handling this no i I agree with you like it's it's kind of one of those things where like did miami get too cute with this sort of thing are they overthinking it and should they have Mm -hmm. viewed this as damian lillard christian wood someone else maybe in there as the whole trade and look I don't love Christian Wood, but Christian Wood on whatever he signed, which was like the veteran minimum or something like that, right? Is like, I don't don't mind that. I don't mind him for that cheap and on the right kind of deal. So you've got to look at it in terms of the bigger picture. And that's definitely something I wonder if they really missed and wondered if, you know, superstars just kind of getting their way, going to the teams that they want to go to has been the usual thing. But we're starting to see owners push back on that too, right? And out of principle, are the Portland Trailblazers maybe taking a little bit of a stand here? And I think they easily could be but also as has been reported and said by everybody right the heat offer isn't bad it's just not amazing and they could potentially do better and that's what they're trying to do i'm going to throw something out at you i'm going to solve this problem right now for everybody four team trade we can figure out the picks and the salary a little bit later okay send lillard to philly team him up with joel Embiid. okay go to a winner probably doesn't where he wants isn't where he wants to be but whatever you send harden to yeah. Send Harden to Chicago. That's an upgrade for them. That's someone they could use. It kind of solves that problem. Send DeMar DeRozan 
to Toronto, get that like happy homecoming for the end of his career and like, get in. him where he belongs. And then just send OG and Anobi to Portland, figure out the picks you need to do to make it work. But like, I don't know. That seems like everybody's happy there. Other than maybe Harden, who probably doesn't want to go play for Chicago. <laughs> I don't think Harden wants to go play for Chicago. Uh, I don't know if getting DeRozan, like DeRozan, the story of him going back to Toronto would be great. I don't know if that's the direction where Toronto wants to go. Um, I mean, probably not. But if they don't want to pay Ananobi or he wants to leave in a year because he's going to be a free agent, like that yeah. kind of factors in too. And, you know, you at least get some scoring. And I don't think they want to, they don't want to bottom out, right? Like they want to try and be competitive. You know, there are times for the Bulls, he looked like an MVP candidate, actually. Yeah, I mean, look, he's still, you know, two-point daddy. He's still, you know, he gets to the line. He can still put up 25 points on any given night, 30 points on any given night. He's he's still, you know, at 34, a valuable player. I, I just don't think that he's, uh, you know, it, it'd be interesting to see what other throw-ins you can get to make that deal done. Yeah, there's uh, picks and, and other stuff there, we got to do to, like, make this all work. Yes, there are, there are a lot of problems that can be solved with a trade yeah. like that. Uh, but, look... It's I, I I I feel like and, and Matt Moore said this yesterday, it's it's still like all of this talk is is the ramp up of big talk before the other side says, all right, fine. You know, it's the all right, you guys, you guys aren't playing ball. We'll just go to Toronto and oh wow, that Toronto deal is really good. And here comes Mark Spears saying Toronto's the front runner. And here comes sources. Oh, yeah, I talked to Portland and they, they don't think they're going to go to Miami. And it's, oh, geez. And you just need to get Pat Riley. And he's obviously the key to all of this. Is he going to be like, oh, okay, fine? Or is he going to dig in his heels and bet on heat culture one more time? I. It's it not about that. <laughs> yeah, but it would be the ultimate. I think this this is like pushing it a step too far. You had the opportunity, get this guy, get you know you're you're playing with fire with Jimmy Butler. You're playing with you fire trying to get another bunch of guys. You can only squeeze blood out of a rock so many times. I just feel like the heat culture thing as impressive as impressive and real as it has been, you can only get the absolute max out of everybody on your roster for so long before some before someone comes along is like I I just I just can't so I, I just basically Miami just needs to step on up yeah just do the just do the deal just do get it deal. done do, do the, deal. the deal uh does the uh do the Golden State Warriors need to just do the deal with Clay Thompson or or has the new collective bargaining agreement made it impossible for them. We'll talk about that next. First, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Jace Medical. Uh, the Jace case is going to keep you uh, protected, prepared for the ultimate worst case scenarios here. You don't want to be caught in uh, unprepared here. And with the Jace case, you get five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. You know, we're all, you, you like to do things like go camping. You like to, to, to go on adventures and you just never know where you're going to be stuck. Uh, there's weather. Weather has been crazier than ever. You never know when you're going to be stuck 
And you don't want to be stuck in a position where someone's got a cut and that thing is not looking great and you don't have access to a doctor. You don't have access to a pharmacy. You got that Jace case and you can get yourself through an emergency until you can get to medical care. It's very simple. You go to jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. You fill out a simple form, answer some simple questions. You might have to talk to a doctor there. Uh, which is great. It's doctor created, doctor recommended. Once you get through that process, you get yourself those five antibiotics. It's You can get $20 off today from Jace Medical by using the code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. You know, there's shortages, there's pandemics, there's supply chain issues. You don't want to be stuck where the pharmacy says, nope, we don't have this for you. You're going to have to wait a few days. You don't have a few days when it comes to antibiotics. JaceMedical.com, J-A-S-E Medical.com. Use the code LOCKEDON at checkout. You get $20 off. Thank you for making Lockdown NBA your first listen every day. Hey, check out Lockdown Fantasy Basketball. Jake, are you in a fantasy basketball league? I am, and an annoyingly competitive one, and that's why I listen to Josh Lloyd, who's the GOAT when it comes to all this, giving me a competitive advantage there. That is absolutely well said. I mean, Josh, Josh is like a juggernaut, absolute wagon on this network. I cannot begin to express how much he dominates the views on this network and that's because like he's the best he's awesome everybody goes to josh lloyd if you haven't check out lockdown fantasy basketball uh and maybe the uh the golden state warriors can benefit from josh lloyd they're going to need some fantasy help because of the new collective bargaining agreement they are this current season 26 and a half million dollars over the second apron this collective bargaining agreement was specifically this this part of the, the agreement specifically designed to basically break up the Warriors. Next season, they have an issue. All right? There's no uh, Clay Thompson next season at this point. He's an unrestricted free agent next season. And the Warriors happen to be, uh, let's see, $18.9 million under the second apron next year. They have... Contracts on the books, Steph Curry, $35 million. They have uh, Andrew Wiggins at 26.2, Draymond Green at 24. Uh, those are the big ticket items. Now, Clay Thompson up for a uh, an extension. They both say they want an extension. Jake, let's play real or fake. Should the Golden State Warriors sign an extension today should they sign clay thompson to an extension this preseason so fake they should not and there's a couple of reasons for this and one of those reasons also involves why they should actually wait just to sign him to one a little bit later i think potentially too um but look this is like the first kind of like thing on record of a team being like we don't want to pay that second apron because 
while we might have the money to spend, and I think teams do have the money to spend, and you know, as punitive as that can be and how much that balloons your bill, it's more about the team building restrictions, right? You can't trade first round picks. You know, your picks are essentially frozen. You can't add guys on the buyout market. You lose whatever mid-level exception, like the mini one that you would have there. Mm -hmm. There's just no way to actually build a team at that point in time because it becomes so punitive and difficult. So if they're saying, we don't want to go into that, Look, you've got to go through a, a rebuild at a certain point, and they've had this run longer than almost mo than most teams do. They're going on 10 years of this now, and that's like a truly incredible thing to be able to see from them. And while Clay Thompson is still a good player, right? He shot 41.2% from three last year, I think is what it was. That's really good. He made over four threes per game. He actually led the league and th made three-pointers this past season. He's not what he was defensively. He's on the wrong side of 30. You know, he'll be 33 this, or sorry, 34 this season. He's had the injuries, and though he was healthy last year, played 69 games. You know, there's there's limits here. If you want to go through a quicker rebuild and get back to being a contender, sign him to a three or four year extension probably isn't the way that you go and do that, I think. If you want to do right by him and kind of have this team right off into the sunset as like, the sixth seed every year or get into the second round of the playoffs when, you know, all the limitations really hit them. Do that. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But if you want to get through your rebuild quicker, you probably need to move on from it. The other reason it's fake is we don't know how much the salary cap is going to go up by just yet. So you could sign him to an extension now, but it's still a little bit unknown. If the numbers go up more than you're expecting, that could benefit you. But if they don't go up like by what you're thinking, you may have less wiggle room to be able to duck the tax in uh, the second apron in other ways too. Well, damn it, I agree with all of that. Yeah, I know. It's so reasonable, isn't it? It's such a reasonable take. Uh, I was hoping you'd say real, uh, but you're right. I, I, I actually, I mean, unless they can, they can speculate about how much the, the cap is going to go up. They can look at Chris Paul next year and say he's non-guaranteed next year. Right. I believe he's yeah, I believe so. non-guaranteed contract. So, uh, that's money that can, that can come off and you can, you can basically say, Hey, Chris Paul, here's, here's your one season you're done next year, which they should. If he's not guaranteed, thirty million for Chris Paul, you know yeah, th that essentially rules him out. Like you're picking yeah. Clay Thompson or him, kind of. Yeah, right. And 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 you should. I think you should rule him out at this point. Yeah, uh, but that's fine. Uh, I think I think there is a number for Clay to reach, and I don't think this is a a scenario where. Uh, I'll, I'll just say I think it's a unique enough situation. With Clay, uh, who Clay is, how laid back he is, I don't think he. If they if they say, "Look, man, just because of business, we 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 are going to agree." I think the Warriors with Clay would be honest. I think the business, the rules, maybe are bent a little bit with these guys, where it's not as cold with with uh, with Clay. I think Clay can. I think there's a trust between Clay and the and the team where they say, "Hey, man, look, because of the second apron, because there's a lot of fluidity here, let's just we're in the ballpark. Can we come up with a ballpark number and say this is going to be the ballpark where we're going to be in? And let's you know, give us the low end, give us the high end, figure out that that range, 
and then say, let's, let's see how this season goes and what the, what the salary cap is going to be, all of that stuff. And then next summer we can find a number that we can shoehorn in without putting us over that second apron. I think their commitment to Draymond Green shows what they, what their intent is. They've got Dre, they've got Curry for a couple more seasons after, after this one. So three more years, really. Um, I don't think they are intent on breaking this team up. I think they're going to ride this team into the sunset. Uh, and with good reason, right? They've, they've proven that they have like, a couple seasons ago when they won the championship, they've proven they, they have that ability to, to come together. So I agree fake, but with the caveat that they will come to a, an agreement on the number. It's just that the CBA is so weird now that they'll, they'll take care of it after the season. And I think they can trust each other to get that deal done. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Like, they're going to bring him back. Like, it's as simple as that, right? You know, we can debate real or fake if they should or not. It's going to happen, and it's probably better to look at it through, like, the lens of that, I think. And as you said, there's trust there. You know, he's going to take less money. He's not going to go get, you know, the maximum he could. Draymond Green wanted to stay there instead of hitting the full-on open market where he likely could have gotten more from another team, too. Everyone's kind of, like, trying to do the right thing by each other and make everyone happy, which is kind of nice to see in the professional sports world, to be perfectly honest. And, you know, as good as this team's been for so long, the fact that they're all so happy in this, like, wonderful little family is kind of also a cool thing to see. Yeah, man. I love it. I mean, yeah, it's nice to see. I mean, yeah, whatever. That's fine. All right. Well, uh, let's let's move on here. And ESPN had their uh, annual preseason survey. Uh, Tim Bontemps. Uh, it's it's a was a front office survey. Uh, so we get a lot of Nikola Jokic love, which is obviously very interesting. We'll talk about that in just a second. Thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Check out Locked On Heat, Locked On Blazers, Locked On Warriors, um, Locked On. Oh, uh, let's see who else we talk to. Raptors, all of the Locked On. Any kind of whenever Bulls, you say Sixers, Bulls, yeah. Any team when we're talking about a player, check out that team's podcast because there's a team podcast for all of them. Uh, every year, ESPN does their uh, preseason poll. They're very good at these. Tim Bonta is very good at these polls, the straw polls, all of that stuff. So uh, 15 scouts, coaches, and executives from across the NBA were asked a series of questions. Number one, who is the best player right now? 13 out of 15, Nikola Jokic. Uh, who will be MVP this season? Nine out of 15, Nikola Jokic. Jake, a year ago, People were kind of down on Jokic, two-time MVP. All of a sudden, everybody loves him. Why is that? Wonder what this might be. This What's is different about I, Nikola. I've been saying this for a while. I've been saying this since we've been since what, like the trade deadline, February this year, when yeah. we started really covering the MVP debate, and. 
All Nikola Jokic had to do was make the finals. Winning the finals, being finals MVP, just takes this huge monkey off his back, and now everyone is free to love him and put him in the proper context, which he deserved anyway, without the weird kind of, oh, can we put him among the all-time greats of three straight MVPs or even just three MVP awards when he hasn't had any playoff success or the postseason success that all of those other guys would? Can you put him alongside Jordan, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird won three, I think. You know, and I get why people were kind of resistant to that idea of, well, they're all champions, multiple time champions. He's not yet. And I said, the second he made the finals, we can now all not worry about that anymore because he shed like the one stigma essentially attached to him. If he had any year in his past, right, if he had won an uh, uh, finals, you know, even during those MVP years or non-MVP years, he would have gotten his third one. It was because he didn't have a finals appearance or a ring. He has that. And I said, the second he gets that, you can give him all the MVPs he wants. This dude could win 10 MVPs and no one will have a problem with it anymore. And that's why when you compare this year's survey results to last year's where no one was putting Jokic in this sort of category as Giannis, right? Now he's smoking Giannis in this. The ring changes everything. It's a rings culture thing, whether that's fair or unfair, but this just now means people don't feel weird about giving him his proper due, whether that's correct or incorrect. It's incorrect. It's, it's one incorrect. of the dumbest, it's one of the dumbest <laughs> concepts. It like it's it's increasingly hard to win a championship in the NBA and and he it's not like he was 40 years old. He's still young and he's still at, at his absolute best. And, and for, for people to decide, oh yeah, I, I'm not giving him his third MVP because I don't want to put him in that, in that category. That's the thing, like, you're not just, that's not your choice. You're not deciding what history is. You are deciding who is the best player this season. That's your job. And if it happens to be the same guy as the last two, so be it. History will des decide whether that was correct or incorrect. And you know what? It would have been correct because he won that title. He should have had that MVP last year for sure. Um, I'm, and that's not, I'm not saying that as like dumping on Joel Embiid. Joel was a very valid choice. Giannis was a very valid choice. Um, but Jokic, because of, it just irks me that people made it their own little mission to, uh, Oh, oh, I'm going to be the gatekeeper of history and you screw this guy out of an MVP. Like that's, that's crap to me. That's absolute crap. And now, and now it's like, Oh, we all love Jokic now. Oh, it nothing. It bothers me obviously to no end. Yeah. No, look, it's, it's what it is though. Right. Like I, I've talked to a couple voters. I'm sure you have too for the MVP award. And they kind of said that, you know, some did, some didn't, it just kind of depends on the person and how they view it. And that's why we've talked about with the, the awards voting, they need to kind of clarify the criteria and like what the expectations are with it, as opposed to letting people kind of like take those themselves and figure them out. And when you look at this ESPN survey, right, Jokic 13 votes, Giannis two. And the first line in this is over the first four, Four seasons ESPN conducted this survey, Jokic didn't receive a single vote in this category. He was a two-time MVP during yeah. this run of these awards, and no one was like, he's the best player in the league. Not one vote, right? It's not that he yeah. finished third or fourth or second. Never even on the list. 
which tells you something that it speaks to the rings culture here, right? Like mm-hmm. you've got to win one. That's why when there's guys like Chris Paul desperately chasing a ring and potentially at times making his long-term legacy look worse, it's it matters, right? Chris Paul's legacy should be sewn up and it shouldn't be a thing at all. And he desperately seems to want a ring and needs one to almost like validate his career in a sense. And it's kind of sad and you don't love yeah. to see stuff like that. No, it's, I don't understand how a ring now, now in Chris Paul's career, you're going to tell me a ring in 2024 is going to change how he should be perceived in his prime. Like his prime has been played. His prime is done. It's over that he didn't win a ring, but he is as good as he was. What does the ring now change about that in the past? Nothing, nothing. So you're going to sit there and say, well, he he finally won a championship. So now he's one of the best. But like he didn't win a championship when he was 25. If you think he's one of the best because he has a championship riding Steph Curry's coattails, then you should just say he was one of the best because that's what his career has been. All, this concept just constantly bugs me incredibly. Let's move on to other questions because there are other interesting questions here. Um Best rookie, not named Victor Wembanyama in five years. Scoot Henderson and the Thompson Twins. Scoot gets the eleven votes. The Thompson Twins split the other four. No one, no one mentioning Chet Holmgren. He's he's technically a rookie, right? Like he's he, not- he is, and I know you like that he had that experience around the team for a year. I mean, I don't disagree that it's Scoot Henderson. I'm a pretty big Scoot Henderson believer, sure. so. Uh, where will what level will Victor Wembanyama's game be in five years? Ten votes for All Star, three MVP caliber, two say All NBA. What do you think? So this one's tricky, right? You know, most say an All Star is like the safe thing because he's going to get voted in by fans, right? Fan voting is a big part okay, of that and can, can kind of make that make or break that, right? Like if you're saying is he like actually an All Star, would a, would the coaches pick him? That's kind of a different question to me and that's what i would have preferred some more like specificity i guess is the right word yes on that but like yeah like this guy has unbelievable hype he's done everything we we want to see from him he looks legitimate like it feels like all-star is his floor here i would say so i mean i think that's that's a fair one uh what else most surprising move of the offseason the marcus smart porzingis trade i don't think anybody would argue that one right uh no that's that's up there. That's up there. Most impactful change to the CBA, the second apron, 10 votes. Uh, I mean, if the Warriors are like, we can't do it, that tells you something. Yeah, that's right. Uh, who will win the East, the West, and the title? East, nine votes for the Boston Celtics. West, 10 votes for the Denver Nuggets. And then the NBA champs, uh, Celtics get six, Denver gets five, Bucks get two, Suns get two. How do you feel? Yeah, those are all the favorites. Like, I got no complaints there with anything. Yeah. Okay, no complaints, no complaints. Best player in five years. Luka Doncic gets six votes. Then uh, Anthony Edwards, Nikola Jokic, Victor Wembanyama get a couple of votes. No, uh, Edwards gets three. Jokic and Wembanyama get a couple. Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Jason Tatum get a vote apiece. Best player in six years. You think it's Luka? Yeah, I probably, you know, I'd like to see more postseason success, but in terms of just raw talent and what he's doing out there, I don't really have a problem 
with any of that. Anthony Edwards being second on there was kind of surprising. I guess riding kind of the coattails of strong Team yeah. USA performances in terms of his scoring. Like, he definitely does look like a go-to, like, guy that could lead the league in scoring. Would I put him as the best player? Probably not. I probably would even put him behind a guy like Jason Tatum or even Shea Gilgis-Alexander, too. I think so. I think I think that's that's fair. But, you know, hey, uh, Ant is uh, – he, he made a, a splash this summer. We'll see what he does this year. Um, but as we all know with these guys, nothing matters until you win a championship. So – We've learned that. Look, we're going to be having this talk about like Luca, where it's like, is he the best player in the league? And it's like, no, we can't say no, that because he hasn't won a title right. and all that. Like, that's going to happen because yeah. he ain't winning one in Dallas. Uh, what's happening right now is the end of the podcast. So we're going to wrap it up. Thank you all for listening. As usual on Wednesdays, it's us, John Corrales, host of the Locked On Celtics podcast. Find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast on Twitter at Nola Jake. You know what to do. Subscribe. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Hop into the comment section on YouTube. Do all that stuff. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about the survey. Give us your best player in five years. Give us your MVP. Who's the best player right now? Do you think these questions are right? Do you think these questions are wrong? One of the things that they said in here is that uh, Damian Lillard will start the season in Portland. Is that right or wrong? Give us all your opinions in the comment section uh, and let us know what you think. Tomorrow, it's 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 Nick Angstead and Pat the Designer. That's who it is tomorrow on the Thursday show, so make sure you're subscribed. And all of you everydayers, I would love it if you shared the podcast. Spread the word. Tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On NBA podcast. It's right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day.